kind of um, long and boring and drawn out. That sounds like the hospital that I know. Yeah, that's that was that this this more okay. Long, boring, and drawn out. Yeah, the one that you went to this morning. I, I had remember. to get up at like five fifty to go. Oh my gosh! It started at eight. So so hi folks. Hi. Andrea had to go do her job. Yeah. Which already sucks. But yeah. also, she had to go to a hospital here at, like, the crack of dawn. And that's not going to end for, I don't know, could um, be indefinitely. Yeah. Well, no. Because eventually you're going to move away to the luxuries of Victoria True. and not have to work for XYZ company. I convinced Duncan we're moving to Victoria. But he Good. was like, so we were talking about winning the lottery and I'm like, if we won, if I won the lottery right now or you won the lottery, we would immediately move to Victoria and you'd quit that job. Right. And he's like, okay, but am I allowed to get a job in Victoria? And he's like, what? you're not house husbanding me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does he mean? Am I allowed to get a job? I was like, no, you have to stay home, clean and cook. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's thinking of it as like, okay, he's thinking of this as like, when someone from the States marries someone in Canada and comes up to live here, mm-hmm. for two years, you, the person they married, have to support them to give them citizenship. They actually cannot get a job during that period. That's one rule. Because otherwise, everyone would just be marrying each other to escape the U.S. right now, which, fair. Oh, okay. So they have to, like, live together and one has to be a stay-at-home yeah. homemaker? Yeah, one basically just cannot get a job. I don't think that's what he was thinking because that wouldn't be the situation if he moved to Victoria. No, it wouldn't, but maybe he, he thought, thought it was. He thought I was going to relegate him to... To house husband? Yeah. Well, Because he is really not? good at cleaning. That's all. He, he cleans all of the fucking time. Like, my house, well, so clean right now. He did all of the blinds. Good. It's, it's very... It's nice. And I, I do cooking now. I yeah. actually have cooked instead of eating all uh, microwave meals. You see, that's good for you as well. I know. And the thing <laughs> is, like, that's a nice equal distribution of, like, household, household it shit. You know? Yeah, it's been actually really good. We went to the butcher here and got, like, oh. some sausages and you can get, like, ground beef and steak there. Oh, tasty. Anyway. TW, sorry, vegans, vegetarians, just, <laughs> we're, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> but well, like, I mean, cooking is nice. They make jambalaya. Oh, sweet. And mac and cheese. I yeah. I mean, it has brisket in it, but. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about being like vegan, vegetarian, you can make all these things and all you do is leave the ingredient that you don't want in it out of it. Exactly. That's what I do but with raisins. Like, they're a butcher shop. I mean. That's what they do. Everything is going to have meat. Yeah, that's that's how they are. That's how it is. Yeah. That's how it goes. It's actually <laughs> definitely more humane than the shit you get at the grocery store anyway. Yeah, so, like they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, between the two. I think, I suspect they get their stuff maybe from the Hutterites. Oh. I'm not sure though. It could be the either Hutterites or they have like farming connections. Oh my gosh. So do we at the antique store. You have farming connections? No, the Hutterites. Oh. They have so many old pieces. Okay, so they do this thing. My boss is telling me about this. It's actually kind of interesting. I promise, as long as you're into old things. <laughs> um, they don't save things. So if they're tired of a piece of furniture or it's kind of damaged or whatever, they will either put this weird, like, linoleum shit over it. And it's, it's horrifying. But Or they gather it all up and they just throw it in a pile and burn it. 
It has to be burned. That's how they get rid of it. So instead, we've started buying their shit along with a bunch of antiques dealers and et cetera. Like, people just do that, right? Mm -hmm. So there's so many Hutterite pieces in there. The problem is the fucking linoleum that's on top of everything. Yeah, that's not... It's horrifying. It's not a good way to go. No, it's very, like... 1971 probably like i don't know but it looks bad yeah so we have to like chip that off and then like repaint the whole dang thing it's like incredible because like the legs are beautiful there's beautiful craftsmanship that they just would have burned yeah yeah and then there's yeah lino (laughs) it's so sad it looks like a diner counter Ah, that is ugly. With beautiful legs. But they're very uh, pragmatic. Yeah, the burning thing, I'm not sure if that's a belief system or what that's related to, but it's literally you have to. Apparently not if they're selling the pieces. Well, mm, if you buy it from them, yes. Because um, then it still has value, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. something doesn't have value, you burn it. I don't know. So I can just burn anything I don't like that doesn't Yeah, like if you're sick of your furniture, you don't really... Yeah, like they'll gather around, throw it, and burn it. Okay. Like it it gets burned. It's not redone. It's not refurbished. It's just like, yeah, this table kind of sucks now. I'm bored of it. Time for the fire. (laughs) Like I just... I think that's fascinating and I want to know more. That is interesting. But yeah. You can do tours of Hutterite Farms. Yeah, and I think a lot of antiques people do that so that they can steal their furniture instead of (laughs) their actual farming. But, you know, that's how that goes. Okay. We got, we went through a lot of topics here. What's your fear for the week? Um, last night I punched sugar in the face twice. What? Yeah, so I was just like moving around in my bed and punched her and I was like, fuck. Like she was finally coming up onto the bed to sleep with me and Duncan. How did you, why? I, I just moved my arm to, like, get up. And oh, and bam. she was there. And that happened twice, like, ten minutes apart. Oh, and, no. Ah, uh, I felt so bad, my poor baby girl. And then she still wanted to come lay down with us, so. The sugar is Andrea's she cat. She probably just understands. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're not, I mean, you're obviously not purposefully uh, punching her in the face. Yeah. But that'd be a really weird way to abuse a cat. That would be, yes. Like, we're going to have a throw down, sugar. Throw yeah. your I mean, my hand wasn't fist. full in a fist. It was obviously, obviously open. Obviously, no. But it was the back of my hand that hit. So I basically backhanded my cat. Accidentally. Yeah, no, like, uh, Dandelion, one of my cats, does this thing where she silently creeps up behind you and sits behind you mm-hmm. when you're standing. And you don't know she's there. And you step back. Yeah, and then when you go to move, you accidentally, like, boot her a little. But, so I've taken to moving very slowly. Poor kitties. I know. And because she, she makes such an offended squeak. She's not even, like, hurt. But it's so, it's such a sad meow. Like, oh, why? How could you do this to me? Yeah. And she's just like, I thought you loved me. <laughs> and I'm like, baby, come back. It's treat time now. Because I I want your love. But yeah. Oh yeah. I give like mountains of treats after accidentally abusing my cats. So is that your fear? Like accidentally hitting sugar because she gets her face all up I'm in your hand? I'm afraid I discouraged her from finally warming up to sleeping with Duncan in the bed. Yeah, probably. She's like, I can't sleep with these people. I'm going to get hit one way or another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't be here. Because of the time Duncan like. They have so many was limbs. fighting in his sleep. Yeah, so Andrea's okay. boyfriend, Duncan, was, like, fighting someone in a dream. And so he punched and kicked. And Sugar was on the bed, but and she was fine because she fleed. I don't know if he hit her or not. I think he might have just scared the fucking shit out of her because it was, like, a really fast movement. Yeah, she probably was 
uh, like in the air fleeing before he got oh, yeah. her. But yeah, like probably. it's just because oh that's my what gosh. it was. It was like it was yeah yeah like yeah. this poor cat though. Poor sugar. <laughs> What's your fear? Um, I'm you know. There's so many things yeah, that I just, like, need to tamp down on a day-to-day basis that I'm, like, that I have trouble accessing them. You have to do that in order to function in this world. Yes. That's a good question. I'm afraid of how I'm going to feel when I stop tapping things down. Like, I have to um, give one of my cats to my grandma and my aunt. Right. That's yeah. the worst. Yeah, you should. You didn't talk about yours. that one, did you already? I don't think I did. I've been trying not to think about it except yeah. when I'm bonding with the cat in question. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's a lot. It's it's devastating to me. It's like mm-hmm. having to give up one of my children. Yeah, it would be devastating to me too. At least it's going to Grandma and Michelle. Yeah, she's so going to. still visit her. Yeah, she's going to my aunt and my grandma, so I can still visit. But they live in the, like, city, twelve, uh, like, 20 minutes away, like, 30. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't visit them often because, obviously, with COVID going on and us, our grandmother being, like, 80. Yeah, we don't want to kill grandma. I'm going to yeah. be visiting more because grandma's kind of use that. That was a funny thing. That was a silver lining to this. Um, grandma's like, oh, well, if we agree to take the cat, does that mean Ren will visit me more? Yeah, oh, she said that. Okay, well, I want to come for visits then too. Yeah, I'll just just hop around. I didn't a ride know she us. wanted visits. She doesn't express love. No, that's the, <laughs> me neither. Okay, like that's the thing. Like, I want to myself visit her, but it's also like always timed really weird. Like, mom will go visit her at like 8 a.m. and I'm dead. Oh, at I 8 know. I'm not going at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Like, we're gonna have to work out a different time. Yeah, we're gonna have to start doing afternoons. But, um, yeah. yeah so, yeah, I, and don't, also I didn't I was know worried either. about the COVID thing. I thought, like, with the COVID thing, we were being like super we were avoidant of her. But if, if we'll you're gonna go, to then I might as well wear a mask go. and yeah, okay. clean our hands we'll a lot. Go. Yeah, exactly. And then I'll get to visit my cat and my grandma, both of whom I care about. But yeah, no, I, I do think it's funny. Our grandma doesn't show love. Like, she, she does doesn't. by doing things. It wasn't, she does it by doing things. Like, she paid off my car once. and. But when you say, um, like, when she used to, like, drive us places when we were little, like, she would drive me to school and I'd be like, thanks, grandma, I love you. And she'd be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go to hug her, she will allow it. But only for a split second. Yeah, she does a a hug and push. Yeah, she's like, okay. (laughs) It's literally a hug for like a split second and then slight push away. Right? It's it's actually really funny. Like she was never the bacon cookies grandma. No. But she loves people very deeply. She just will not admit it. And I think secretly she also wants this cat. I think so too. I don't think she could be convinced otherwise. No. All right. All right. So those are our fears for the week. We're going to dive into the case now. Andrea picked the... Wait. I picked... Actually, Duncan picked the theme. Oh, right. Duncan picked the theme. Yeah. So Andrea's boyfriend picked the theme. He got really complicated with it. And Ren is going to find out what happens. Yeah. yeah, He went really deep into it and I forgot most of the details. So I just went with the general idea. Which was? (laughs) Uh, Family Annihilators. That's a fun one. Um, this isn't a fun one. I mean, I, mean, I don't have to say that because family annihilation is not always fun. Well, and ever. we are a horror podcast is the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, this one's kind of bummy. So we'll have to like cheer ourselves up afterward. Okay. Um, so Andrea's going to read half and I'm going to read the other half. And sh- since she did the research, I'm going to not know what the fuck's happening until <laughs> until it's happening. <laughs> Which is my favorite like... 
I like that style. I like this style for our podcast. And we did do a poll, and it looks like the majority of people prefer that style too. And that way our episodes aren't five years years long. long. Yeah, and we can include more detail. Yeah. So here's a very detailed telling of the story of the Sharp family murders by the spear gun killer, a.k.a. the Mornington Monster. Wow. So here's some background information. John Miles Sharp was born February 28th, 1967 in Mornington, which is a suburb in Melbourne. Melbourne. Apparently it's pronounced Melbourne. Is this in Australia? Real then? Australians have told people that. <laughs> yeah. is, I wonder if it's Melbourne or if that's just their accent. Right? That's what I wondered. Like, is it actually that? Is it Melbourne or is it Melbourne? Are you pronouncing the R in your non-pronouncing R way because of your accent? Yeah, like, I don't know. Please... Email us at twoscaredsiblings at gmail.com <laughs> about the pronunciation of a letter R in an Australian accent and if Melbourne is the right way. Okay. Yeah, like if it's actually supposed to be that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anna Kemp was from New Zealand and Anna and John met while working together at the Commonwealth Bank of Australia. They married in October of 1994, and Anna was four years older than John. Wow, like, um, Australia and New Zealand, that's kind of like, what would it be? The <sighs> What are the two families from Romeo and Juliet? The Montagues oh, and the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Capulets. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, a little bit. A little bit, yeah, I he- I've heard that. Uh, tell us about that relationship, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Their daughter, Gracie Louise Sharp, was born in August 2002. She had a condition called hip dysplasia, which required orthopedic treatment with a corrective harness for the first three months of life. Oof. Uh, so she was obviously a fussy baby. Yeah. Not comfortable. No. She cried a lot and had trouble sleeping. And then even when she was out of the har- harness, this continued. So she never she was still just fussy, probably still kind of uncomfortable. Um, and obviously it put a strain on both John and Anna and their marriage. In 2003, John bought a high-powered spear gun and a second spear from a sports shop. He had never shown interest in spear fishing, but did practice with it in their backyard. What? Yeah, so he'd never shown interest in spear fishing, but obviously, like, you know, he probably told Anna, oh, yeah, I'm interested in taking up spear fishing, and he did some practicing with the gun in their backyard. That's weird. In September 2003, which was later that year, they moved into a new home at 116 Prince Street, Mornington. Around November 2003, when Gracie was about 15 months old, Anna got pregnant again, which mm-hmm. was a surprise to John. What? Not a good surprise. What do you mean? Why would it be a surprise, though, like, if he's I don't the think, one? Well, I mean, that's the thing. That's like, what I'm it's, thinking. It shouldn't be that surprising. More like a negative occurrence to John. I don't know. He didn't want it. John, they this weren't is how expecting. sex works. I know. I mean, who knows? Maybe they were using, like, uh, protection and it just failed. Oh. And that, so it was like a, a surprise. Surprise. Oh. <laughs> he began to resent his wife and the unborn child as he felt that Gracie was enough of a burden because of her um, oh. fussiness. Well, geez, she's a baby and she's yeah. in pain. This guy's a loser. Yeah. Everybody, this guy's a loser. Story to spoil it for you. Oh, boy. On March 21st, 2004, John and his family went to a birthday party for a nephew. Family members later said there didn't seem to be any tension. However, on March 23rd, John and Anna argued before going to bed around 10 p.m. So here we go. <laughs> um, so they're probably arguing about this whole baby situation then? It's probable, yeah. Like, I would guess. Okay. Um, 
but it could be anything, right? Like they, there's a big strain on their marriage. Right. They probably are arguing about lots of shit. Yeah. Uh, later, he got up and grabbed the spear gun from the garage. He went back to the bedroom and fired the spear gun at a distance of only a few centimeters into his pregnant wife's head. Oh, my God. It didn't kill her. What? So he fired the second spear into her head, which did kill her. Then he covered her body in towels and went downstairs to sleep on the fold-out sofa. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, uh, after all this uh, <laughs> hard work I've done murdering, I just need a nap. Yeah. Okay. I mean... This is your... How There's you... obviously something more wrong, right? It's not just about getting rid of the your baby. wife and the baby. It's like you're a psycho because nobody can just like... There's something wrong. Kill their wife and then go downstairs to sleep on the fold-out sofa. You're clearly a sociopath. Or there's some, yeah, there's got to be something there. Yeah, missing there. Yeah. Most people would just bail yeah. if they really didn't want the baby and no one was going to have an abortion or and whatever. And there are people like, who might like, resentment might build up and then in a fit of rage, they like kill the person. But afterwards, they would be like in horrified. shock and horrified about what they'd done. Yeah. They wouldn't be just, like, I'm going to go sleep now. Yeah, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So the next day, he tried to pull the spears out of Anna's head, but was only able to remove the shafts by unscrewing them from the heads. So the heads remained. That's how spear guns work. He took took Gracie to daycare and picked her up afterward. A TV serviceman came to the house that day, but John lied to him because he needed to keep him from finding Anna's body because he that was still in the bedroom. What? Yeah. But then, so after like taking out the spears and all of that, he did. Finally bury her in a shallow grave in the backyard. Wow. Yeah. He just does not care. No. Um, Oh, my God. In the six days after his wife's murder, at some point, he went to the Sport Philip Marine, accompanied by Gracie, where he bought another spear. Stop buying spears. (laughs) Why do you need so many fucking spears? What is with him and spears? Two of the heads. I don't know. Okay, what's he planning to do with these other spears? I guess I'm going to find out. You're going to find out. This is just a really strange choice of weapon, though. Like, if you're planning on murdering people and... It's easier to get than a gun. Oh, I guess that makes sense. But I don't don't know why you would not just... I mean, you could just slit their throats in their sleep, like... I mean, yeah, knives are a household item. I don't know. Yeah, like, he went out of his way to get something that would be really violent and gross. Yeah, they're big. Like, it just feels like it'd be unwieldy and kind of also suspicious. Yeah. Something else going on here with this guy. Yeah, like, isn't spearfishing used to catch, like, big fishes? I think there might be different sizes of spear guns now I'm thinking about it. But, I mean, I don't think any of them would be smaller than, like, a bow and arrow. Yeah, no. So. It's a weird thing that he's got going on, yeah. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to tell you all what happened next, and it's also bad. So, on March 27th, 2004, John put Gracie to bed in her cot and then drank a shit ton of whiskey and coke to, quote, numb his senses. That'll do it. (laughs) He grabbed the spear gun from the garage, loaded it with a new spear, and fired it into Gracie's skull. Oh my god. Yeah, and this one's worse. This poor kid. She was still alive and screaming, so he grabbed the two spear shafts he'd retrieved from his wife's head and fired those into Gracie's head. She was still alive, so he pulled one spear out of his own child's head and fired it again, killing her. Like, she was awake. This poor kid. Like, it sounds like um, Anna was just still breathing, but not 
probably conscious. No. But, but this kid Gracie was screaming. was screaming. So. And she was just a kid. I think she was like 20 months old. Yeah, so like just over one year old. I guess she'd be 16. You know, it's kind of weird because I read 20 months old, but it, if yeah. So she was like anyway, a, a young, yeah, she was young being baby to a toddler. Between one and two years old. Yeah, like almost a toddler, basically. Yeah. Wow. Oh my fucking god, that poor kid. So the next morning, he went back to Gracie's bedroom and pulled the spears out of her head, holding a towel in front of his face so that he wouldn't have to look at her. Yeah. <sighs> he wrapped her in garbage bags and a tarp, and then wrapped black duct tape around the body. He dumped her body at the Mornington Refuse Transfer Station, along with the spear gun, the spears, and some of Gracie's clothing and toys, which is a choice. It's weird. Yeah, like... I think... Huh. Oh, you... Actually, it does make sense now that I'm remembering. Oh. Um, yeah. Continue, and then we'll... You'll hit the spot. Oh, okay. So on March 29th, 2004, John went to a local hardware store in Frankston and bought a roll of duct tape, two tarps, and an electric chainsaw. The next day, he dug his wife back up, cut her body into three pieces, wrapped them in the tarp, and dumped them, along with the chainsaw, in waste collection bins at the Mornington Transfer Station. So... He went back and, and yeah, did the dumped yeah. her body in three pieces in different collection bins. It sounds like gross, which wow. just I think increases the chance that they'll be found. Yeah, like that's so. It's more weird likely that they're gonna to miss shit in one bin rather than have body parts in three bins. Yeah, they're more likely to check to stumble upon that. Yeah, yeah if it's in more bins, but I don't. I just how could you do that to your screaming child? I'm still I'm still hung up on that. Yeah. So the, that same day, he emailed Anna's family in New Zealand, pretending to be Anna. However, this made the family suspicious, and Anna's mother reported her disappearance to police in Dundon, New Zealand. John told the police that Anna had moved to the nearby Melbourne <laughs> suburb of Chelsea with Gracie, and said he had no knowledge of any disappearance. So he was basically saying he moved out with a kid, and he they didn't know anything about Anna. Anna. Moved with Ch- Gracie. Oh, that Anna. Yeah, okay. Anna took Gracie. Okay, basically. All right, so he also arranged to have flowers delivered to his mother-in-law on her birthday from Anna. Yeah. So he's covering. Yeah. He's, yeah. Trying. Yeah. Mm. He's already done, like, some shit that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like. Yeah. I, yeah, I think he, like, I don't know. He didn't a, plan this great. No, his his brain just snapped, I think. Like, yeah, like something just went happened. into some sort of psychosis that lasted several days. It's very strange. Yeah, this whole thing. So in May 2004, John gave multiple media interviews and spoke about his wife and child's disappearance. He appealed to Anna in a national television speaking, quote, Anna, our marriage may be over, but I still love you, and you are the mother of our beautiful daughter Gracie, whom we both adore more than anyone else. Oh, mm. Yeah. That sits wrong yeah he said he'd spoken to anna a week earlier and asked for anyone with information to come forward but also maintained that she'd run off with another man yeah so he's like he's like i spoke to anna just a week ago also i mean she ran off but i'll appeal to her on this national television speaking oh but there's another man yeah there's another man but i i can i guess beg her to come home what yeah, like, everything he's like doing is yeah. clashing, right? Yeah. Yeah, so no wonder people were uh, suspicious. So on May 20th, 2004, New Zealand police asked the Victoria police to look further into Anna and Gracie's disappearance. 
Fair enough. Yeah. That same day, Mornington police visited John at his home and spoke with him. He was interviewed again on June 10th, but still said that Anna had left voluntarily on March 23rd. So months prior, yeah. Yeah, which is okay. So he just keeps saying Anna left with another man and Gracie. Yeah, and then, and that he just didn't know where she was, I guess. Yep. On June 22nd, 2004, police arrested John. During his first interview at the Homicide Squad, he still denied any knowledge of Anna and Gracie's whereabouts, but after speaking to his family in a second interview, he admitted to both murders. Yeah, so obviously his own family said something to him that encouraged him to give himself up. It sounds like everybody knew it was him and it was just a matter of, yeah, Mm -hmm. trying to get someone to be able to get it out of him. And yeah, his own family, like you said, said something. Yeah. He said he murdered his wife because she was, quote, controlling and moody. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, as we all know, is a good reason for murder. I mean, how could she be that? Uh, I know. Uh, Is there any better motive (laughs) than? I mean, I'm sorry, but if you have moods sometimes, that's it. I'm buying spears. Yeah. Like, And she was pregnant. I can't imagine she wasn't moody. Yeah, and I mean, the hormones. he's arguing with her all the time, too. Like, things are not Well, and it's clearly well. not the reason. Like, it's clearly, I mean... No. There's another potential reason coming up here, but... Oh, okay. It's obviously because he didn't want to be in this, this sort of family life where he, like... I mean, they had a fussy baby, right? So... Yeah. It really sounds to me like it. he didn't want to be tied down by children. I yeah. mean, and there is a way out of that that's not murder. Yeah. Divorce is yeah. the thing. Divorce. Yeah, and give her custody. Like, it sucks, but it's um more logical than murder. And, yeah, so he said he killed her because she was controlling and moody, and they had an unhappy marriage, which I believe. Yeah. About Gracie, he said, quote, I was thinking of taking care of Gracie by myself and just amongst all this madness. That's when I lost the plot. So it sounded like... He didn't plan on killing Gracie. He was just going to raise her by himself. He just didn't want that second baby, which is why he killed his wife. Yeah. But then he just got swept away with the uh, yes. uh, enthusiasm of killing people with spear fishing guns. Yeah, okay. Spear guns, yeah. If that was the case, it's just you'd insane. think after the first shot, you would stop. Like, your kid might still be dead, but after the first shot that w- and they're screaming, you that would snap you out of it. Yeah, you would think. Probably at that point, he's like, well, shit, now I have to kill her because, like, I don't know. I don't know either. This sounds like a lot. So according to family members, John may also have killed his wife because she discovered he was abusing Gracie. This is what his family members believe. Yeah. Wow. So his they don't have family. a good opinion of their own. Nope. Yeah, nope. Okay, so this guy's got a bit of a history. Mm -hmm. So family letters revealed he had a history of abusing children. Yeah. I don't know any more details, but I'll post them on Instagram if I find them. But If that's true, she was one. Yeah. That's what I was like. She was like one and a half. Like, she's a baby. Yeah, she's literally a baby. Yeah. Okay, so police conducted a massive search lasting three weeks of the Mornington landfill site, finally locating both bodies. John appeared in the Supreme Court of Victoria, and he pleaded guilty. First thing he's done correctly. Yeah. On August 5th, he was sentenced to life with a minimum on parole period of 33 years. So he's in protective custody due to threats on his life from other prisoners, probably because he's a child murderer and they don't like that. Yeah, honestly, also, I'm not sure 
they kept saying abusing Gracie. I don't know if that meant sexually or either way. She's I mean, one. both is bad. I just yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. Like a history of child abuse, so a history of hitting children. Like I could see him doing that because I've heard of you know like especially with fussy babies, people get frustrated if they're like bad people. Obviously, not everybody, but yeah, <laughs> bad shitty people get frustrated and and hit babies if they're like if they cry too much or if they're fussy or whatever. Yeah, like children can be extremely frustrating, and if you're a shit person, you might just like lose it. Alternatively, though. If he has a history of abusing kids, it sounds almost more like he has a history of molestation. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say, like, maybe he has a history of just fucking hating kids and, like, punching kids in the neighborhood or whatever, but, like, it does sound like, yeah, when you say, like, history of abusing children in family letters, it just, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. I might, like, try to dig a bit deeper on that. Like, I went pretty deep with this one, but, you know, some of these more obscure cases that aren't, like, super famous... Yeah. Are, um, there's not as many details, you know? Well, and I could see with Gracie specifically, some of the abuse being like purposeful neglect and yelling as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, like maybe she's screaming because she needs to be put in the harness and he's just like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna leave you on the floor or whatever. Like, yeah. But it sounds like Anna discovered something. So it was either like bruises or sexual abuse. Sexual abuse. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So not good. But, no. Yeah. So that's an intense one. That yeah, was an intense one, yeah. Definitely post that info on our Twitter, which is uh I don't I don't I feel weird like promoing Plugging our Twitter now? right now. Yeah. Um, so maybe email us with your experiences, not to do with that. Maybe <laughs> Tell us about your spear fishing. Yeah. Everything about this feels gross now. Uh tell us about Tell us about unrelated fishing. horrifying things. Okay. Yeah, or fishing. Yeah! Actually, what's the scariest fish you've ever caught if you're into that? There we go. There are some weird fish out there. There are some fucking weird fish. Have you ever They're all scary to me. Eh, fish. They, they've got that look in their eyes. Well, the de- yeah. There's that blobby <laughs> fish, and then there's that lantern fish, and... Barrel eyes. There's all these fish with sharp teeth. Yeah. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> Andrea is coming after you the can fish. can email us about fish, but... You can email I might come us back at you with a scream. Just <laughs> <laughs> records one, attaches it to her reply email. Fish creep me out. Not all fish. I mean, hashtag I like not all fish. Not all fi- hashtag not all fish. <laughs> Just the creepy deep sea. Only one. the bad fish. Yeah. Only the bad ones. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, seriously. Like, yeah, no. You can always email us your uh, creepy stories about anything at all and things that you want us to read on the podcast, even short stories you've written. At two scared siblings at gmail.com. And on Twitter, we're at two scared sibs. Instagram, we're at two scared siblings. Yeah. Uh, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash two scared siblings to donate money to us. Yeah. And you get bonus you- episodes and sometimes merch yeah. and a it's special just, shout out. And it's low, uh, we've got low tiers. Yeah, really, even a dollar a month helps. Much. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you get a verbal shout out in your name in the credits for just one And our undying love. Yeah, and for just $5 a month, you get all of that and more. Yeah, so... To prove our undying love, we are now going to give you a smooch goodnight. Sleep well.